the drip aficionado is hard at work again, people. We know you're sick of us. We know you hate us. That's why we're going to be here. The horse is back and our jockey is Russell Wilson. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Expansion Buddies podcast. Today, I am Luca, and today I am joined by the entirety of the Suns team. How are you doing today, Jared? Uh, if I'm the entirety of the Suns team, I'm pretty down in the dumps today. Yes. So for those, a little bit of explanation, and this goes right into our first point of point of uh, interest today, I guess. Uh, in in game seven of the series between the Dallas Mavericks and the Phoenix Suns, at the end of the first half, Luca, a singular player, had as many points as the entirety of the Phoenix Suns put together. Uh, the Phoenix Suns literally and metaphorically dropped the ball <laughs> in game seven at home too. So that's, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, to say the least. Yeah. This was a wild series overall. And going into game seven um, in this series, the road team had not won a game yet. Uh, so things kind of looked a little scary for the Mavs uh, a couple times in this series, actually. I mean, early on, the Suns won the first two at home, and it felt like before you could even blink, uh, Dallas was down 2-0 in this series. But then they rallied okay. back big time down in Texas, back, back in their home. One, two, tied it up. But then again, the Suns 30-point blowout win in game five. And again, you're thinking, man, again, it's going to be another one of those years where Luka and the Mavs get so close, but they're not going to be able to finish it off. And then all of a sudden, game six, Mavs win in blowout fashion. And then, yes, game seven, as you were just talking about, Luka took over and yeah, uh, yeah. single-handedly, silence the number one team in the West, the Phoenix Suns. Uh, I think a stat that was almost even more telling than Luca's crazy double-double uh, and all of his stats was that for Phoenix, their two star players, Devin Booker and Chris Paul, had a combined 21 points. Booker had 11, yep. Paul had 10. Their leading scorer was a bench player, Cameron Johnson. Came in off the bench and scored 12. Um, yeah, to say the Suns dropped the ball in this one, I think is a big understatement and at home too. I mean, this was supposed to be, and it was all season, one of the tougher arenas to play in, in the Western Conference. And I think even after all the grit that Dallas had showed up to this point, I don't think a lot of people really thought they would go in and win game seven. Um, and why would you when you're playing the one team on their home court that has players like Booker and Paul? It didn't matter. It didn't matter. Yeah, it's I mean, the Mavericks, like if you watch those game seven highlights, it you know, the Mavs are just a dominant team offensively and defensively. The Suns just it, it looks like you're playing a varsity team against a JV team. Like, honestly, is how it looks. 
Um, and it's such a weird fall from grace that the Suns went from, like you said, being very dominant in the early games. I mean, they to... were in the finals last year. I mean, this was a yeah. team in the finals. Um, they, yeah. they went out with a whimper. I mean, holy cow. You know, game seven in any sport is supposed to be, and it oftentimes is, one of the most exciting things in sports. I mean, it, it and whether you're talking baseball, hockey, basketball, um, and this game seven for the Suns was a dud. I mean, an absolute egg. And Dallas came in. Uh, I, I don't even know if I would call it desperate. I think they just came in and they were ready. I mean, they were just done being pushed around. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so we might. They, they came in and they they wanted it, man. Yeah, I mean, they, and Luca, he didn't just dominate offensively. He led. Uh, he led in rebounds too with ten. I mean, yeah. he was. He was the guy and that's what that's what the Mavs thought he would be a few years ago when they drafted him and I mean he's been a superstar ever since he came in really and this this was definitely a big milestone in his young career I mean we may have just witnessed Mm -hmm. the Mavs taking the torch for being one of the best teams in the west now Um, and it's gonna really be telling now that they go and face a Golden State team who's pretty tough also but uh, I know we talked about this the other day. Um, you don't think that Golden State's going to get by these maps? No, I uh, I think the Mavs take this. They're going up against Golden State, which I'll give them their dues. They are good. But they're not the same Golden State that we saw. You know, it's not the same Steph Curry that we saw uh, four or five years ago. Um, he's still good, but right now the Mavs have the hot hand and I, I just, I don't think the, the, or the, the Warriors have it Yeah, in them. I th- I think right now the Mavs are firing on all cylinders. They're coming off, off of a tough series. They take out the number one seed and they, they close it out in just devastating fashion. I yep. think they come in and they, I don't know. I, I just I feel like Luca and the and the Mavs they're coming in they're they're playing for keeps they're they're playing with house money right now and I I think they're making it you know to the dance honestly I mean here's the thing I look at when I look at this upcoming series with Golden State um, obviously both teams coming in winning their previous series however the Mavs are coming in with a lot more momentum because they were an underdog that just, as you said, took out the number one seed, maybe one of the best teams in the league and uh, in, in thrilling dominant game seven fashion. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you look at the Warriors who are coming in off a six game series win over the Memphis Grizzlies who let's just call a spade a spade here. Are, it's, it's not like defeating the Suns. Um, no, not, not quite the same there. The Grizzlies had a good team this year, uh, no question yeah. about it, but Golden State should have won this series. They did, they did what they should have done. Um, and, and what worries me about the Warriors, um, yes, they have Klay Thompson. Yes, they have Draymond Green. Yes, they have Steph Curry. And, and, and that team, that, those are scary names, but they, weren't, like you said, weren't what they were 2018, 2017. 
Um, but what worries me most about the Warriors right now is I look at game five where the Grizzlies didn't have their best player, John Morant. He, he was sidelined with an injury and everyone and Grizzlies are down three to one at that point. And everyone thought, OK, well, Golden State's going to, you know, walk them around the park. Mm-hmm. And uh, Memphis flat out destroyed them in game five without their best player. And you can call that desperation. You can call that whatever you want. But at the end of the day, in that game, the Warriors let three Memphis players who were not named John Morant score 21 points each. And if you're supposed to be a championship caliber team and you're playing a team who's lesser than you and that doesn't have their best player and you crumble like that. Yeah. Golden state still won the series a game later, but that worries me. That worries me a lot. And you're not going to be able to get away with that against Dallas. No, not at all. So um, I, I kind of tend to agree with you. I, I do like the Mavs in this series. Honestly, I, I don't know if I like them in six or in seven again. I mean, I, I think Golden State's going to win a couple games for sure, but um, I, I can see this thing going the distance with Dallas coming out on top. Yep. I, 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 like I said, I think last week or two weeks ago, I'm kind of riding the Mavs train right now. I, uh, like I, and like I just said, I think they're going to the dance. Now yeah. on the other side, my pick is Boston. And I'm not just saying that because I've got a student that's a huge fan of Boston. They are playing their best basketball of the year at the right time. For sure. They came in and they swept Brooklyn. They took down the Bucks, who are, as we know from last year, are a stout team. Won the won the finals last year. So both exactly. of, both of last year's finalist teams are uh, they're done gone, upset mm-hmm. in the conference semifinals in seven games each actually. <laughs> and I they've got a very tough matchup coming against the Heat, but they are playing really good basketball. And let's not forget they did win their their regular series season series against the heat. Not that that necessarily means anything, but you know, you know, could be good juju. Here's the thing with Boston. Boston is always right in the mix to be in the finals. They haven't been in the finals for a hot minute, but they're right there. They've been in the Eastern conference finals. They've made it this far. Um, it seems like every other year, almost uh, if I remember correctly, actually, a couple of years ago, down in the bubble uh, in Orlando, when they did the playoffs, I think the Eastern Conference Finals came down to the Heat and the Celtics in that one too. Obviously, the Heat advanced to the finals that year, um, but the Celtics are, yeah, right there. And it was it was Miami and Boston. Miami won that series in four. Um, Boston's always right there, and they they do it the tough gritty way. I mean, there's no easy way to get by the bucks. Um, and yeah, if the bucks didn't have Chris Middleton and that hurt them for sure, but still Giannis alone almost did it again. And yeah. I mean, if you, if you get by Milwaukee, you have a pedigree that makes you, I think a favorite um, and the heat don't get me wrong. They're a really good team. And I, I, I am going to 
veer from you a little bit in this one. I am going to pick um, the Heat to win this one in seven, but I think this is going to be an excellent series. I think this could be even a better series than Golden State and Dallas. And when I say that, I mean, I could see Dallas winning this before seven games, and I don't see almost any way this Heat Celtic series doesn't go all seven. These are two pretty evenly matched teams. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing. I, I agree with you. I, you know, I'm, I'm going to go with the Celtics just because, you know, momentum again has a lot to do with it. And obviously both these teams have good momentum right now. They, they wouldn't have made it this far if they didn't, but Boston started out the regular season, you know, at the midway point, they were like at a 500 record. And then at the end of the season, they just started rolling nothing stood in their way and they've carried that right through playoffs yeah and here's the thing Miami won the last series against Philadelphia four to two and so you can look at this on two sides of a coin here yeah the Heat have got maybe a day or two extra off since they last played but Boston playing more recently has you know that momentum still you know, so I tend to agree with you that Boston carries more momentum into this series than Miami does. Um, and I'm super excited for this one. This one actually tips off in about a half an hour at the time we're recording this. So by the time this episode comes out, um, game one of each of these series that we're talking about will be in the books. But yep. um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for both of these and I'm with you. Uh, of the four teams left, I'm definitely on the Mavs train. I mm-hmm. I want to see them go to the finals. Um, and if they go, whoever they would end up playing, Miami or Boston, I think that would be must-see TV for sure. And if it was Miami, we talked about it last time, a rematch from 11 years ago when the Mavs went to the finals and upset the Heat um, with Dirk Nowinski back in the day. So – History still has a chance to repeat itself, and it's pretty awesome. It's pretty fun to watch. Yeah, it will be fun, and that is for sure. And I mean, right now these these are just you know, and this is this is what these playoffs are supposed to be. It's supposed to be the best of the NBA, and I think we have gotten that this year. We have gotten the best of the NBA for sure. Um, and, and what I would say about Miami of the four teams left. Um, that I would maybe give them an advantage over anyone else still in the field is I think as far as coaching experience goes, they have far and above the most right now. I mean, Steve Kerr is an excellent coach with the Warriors. He's won championships. We know that, but Eric Spolstra is a, um, he's a veteran man and he's won championships too. And this dates all the way back to the thousands. I mean, so that's maybe where I would give Miami the advantage, but I mean, and yeah, and I mean, like that was, that was, back in the day, that was, he he coached Dwayne Wade, yeah. and LeBron James and Chris Bosh all on the same team. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, so I love Spolstra. He's one of my favorite coaches in the whole league. Um, and and you're talking about you know Dallas, who's doing this all with a first year head coach and Jason Kidd, which is impressive yeah. in its own right, but. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just it's fun. And I agree with you that we have probably the four best teams left standing. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, I know the one and the two seed in the West are gone, but 
you know, that, in that game seven, Phoenix didn't play like a one seed and Memphis didn't really play like a two seed against Golden State, if we're being quite frank. But um, yeah, so I, I'm all aboard Dallas too. Now, I can't remember if I made this up or if this actually happened on our last episode when we talked about the Mavs. Did you say if Dallas went and won the whole thing, you'd get a, a, a Mavs jersey, a Luka jersey, or am I making that up? I think I said something along those lines. I think you did too. But there's been so many jersey promises on this show that I, I can't remember what happened and what didn't. But yeah, uh, we might I might have to re-listen and see what I said. Have to go back and, and and play the tape back and see what was said. But I, I think I remember you saying you'd get a Luca jersey. Um, which you know definitely is gonna be uh top selling jersey anyway, but if yeah. you this whole thing good luck getting one man it might take a minute well i might have to just get it now yeah right um the mavs are a fun team i mean i'm really pulling for them i just you like to see a team like this come in and and knock off the big boys and and play the brand of basketball they play and i know i said it last week too i really like mark cuban as an owner Uh, i think he's Mm -hmm. i think he's one of the best owners in all of sports if we're going to get right down to it but um, I, it would not break my heart at all to see the Dallas Mavericks be the 2022 NBA champs. I'm here for yeah. it. And you know, the nice, the nice thing to see is like, you know, where's, where's finally, I feel like we're finally starting to see some different teams break in and come into their own. Like it's not, and I mean, granted, I guess like we grew up during like kind of the Kobe and LeBron area, right? For sure. So you you were just used to seeing okay. I mean, the same teams going in. When I was a kid, I remember, man, it it felt like the Heat were there all the time, and they were. Yeah, and they uh, were. You know, and they had some great teams, and then you know, as I got older, um, and and into college especially, it was always the Warriors and the Cavs. Like four years in a row, the finals were Golden State and Cleveland, and. I got boring after a while. I mean, unless you were a fan of one of those two teams, I mean, I remember by that third or fourth year when they met, I was just not even interested in watching um, because it was the same old story. It seemed like every time and Golden State won three out of those four. So yeah, it is nice to see fresh blood in there. Um, and it's, it's nice to see, you know, someone who wasn't even a perennial powerhouse back in the day like the lakers like it's nice to see a playoffs without the lakers i'm just gonna say it (laughs) but yeah i'm i'm loving it so let's let's go mavs let's go mavs let's go mavs um speaking of ownership and, and uh in professional sports have you heard this news maybe news it reported news coming out of the mls that broke on tuesday today today we're recording Uh, i have not so there's reports coming out of miami that one lionel messi is possibly going to buy 35 percent stake in their mls team down there enter miami and join the club as a player in 2023 wow so I say, I say reported because um, 
this morning that came out and, and this afternoon and evening, uh, there's been some stuff coming out saying sources close to Messi has have denied that report and said he's still undecided on his future yet. Um, but let's just, you know, play devil's advocate here. If that happened, I, I can't really put into words how big that would be for soccer in America um, and for the MLS let alone enter Miami, the club he would be joining. Uh, Miami's one of the newest teams in the league right now. They're only mm-hmm. a couple years old. And I don't know if this is going to happen or not, but if it does, this is actually uh, just the spark they would need because they've kind of had a rough start to their franchise history. They've only won 19 out of the 57 matches they played up to this point in club history. Um, haven't, put together a great record. Obviously I don't think they've qualified for the MLS cup playoffs yet um, since joining, but if you get a guy like Messi, I mean, that just, that's a game changer across the board. Uh, we're talking wins. We're talking on field performance. We're talking fans in the stands um, interest in the team interest in soccer in this country. Quite frankly, it would be huge for the MLS. Yeah, it, w- it would be big. I mean, because Messi, like, even if you don't follow soccer, you've heard of Messi. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was a big deal last year when he joined um, Paris. I mean, that was such a, like, global story that he was leaving um, Barcelona to join Paris. Mm -hmm. And, um, I mean, if he came over here to America to play for an MLS team, and I'm just going to be honest, an MLS team that's not that good, um, it reminds me a little bit of when David Beckham, who funny enough is actually a co-owner of inter Miami right now. So there could be some sway there too, but when Beckham joined the MLS back in 2007, when he joined the LA galaxy, um, the galaxy were like the hottest team in America after that. Uh, I remember going to high school with people who you know, I know weren't even like huge soccer people that had LA galaxy jerseys because Beckham was on that team. Um, it Mm. got people very interested in the MLS and in the galaxy. And then the galaxy actually went on to win a couple MLS cups, but like, that's the biggest name that's ever joined the MLS. Um, and if Messi were to do this, if these reports are true, in fact, that he is going to not only play, but buy 35% stake in the team, um, that's, that's big. And I think immediately Miami becomes a contender, um, like right away in 2023, if this happens. So it changes the whole landscape of the Eastern Conference and the MLS. Um, it probably changes who's a favorite to win the MLS Cup next year, for sure. And it changes, like I said, attention on American soccer in that club in specific. So I, I personally hope it happens. I, I, I've been a proponent of the MLS growing in America, um, and it's expanding at an awesome rate right now. There's more fans than ever before, and this would just uh, expedite the process. So I hope it happens. I'm here for it. I don't know if it's going to happen. Um, it sounds like the people close to him are saying that all these reports are completely false at the moment, but it put an interesting idea seed in my brain regardless. So I, I just, uh, I wanted to bring that up on the show tonight. It would be quite interesting. Yeah, fair enough. Um, 
I mean, in Miami, the city of Miami and the sports uh, scene down there, they're, they're no stranger to some big time acquisitions on their teams. The Dolphins have a certain Tyree kill now that we've talked about. So yeah, if this happened, I mean, sports, sports in Miami are like the thing to, to watch anymore. The heat, like we said, playing for the Eastern conference finals, as we speak, Inter Miami could have one of the most well-known soccer players in the entire world on their team. Tyree kills a dolphin. And you know what? Gosh, darn it. The Marlins are in third place in the NL East. They're not last. <laughs> Good on the Marlins. So uh, Miami sports, if, if it's a stock I'm buying right now. That's fair enough. I respect <laughs> it. Um, but uh, yeah, that's what else, what else do we got going on in the, uh, in the world of sports, any major football news that I, that's passing me by that you might know of that. I don't, I can't think of anything huge off the top of my head. No. Um, the only thing that I really saw is, uh, you know, the schedules got released and teams did their social media due diligence. And that was, uh, teams. Do you mean the chargers? I do mean the Chargers specifically, yes. Yeah, yeah. If you have not seen the Chargers schedule release video on social media, go do it right now. It's got some gridiron heights levels of, you know, inside jokes. And, man, they do some teams dirty. Yeah, they do. Um, I liked the little dig uh, for the the Colts on the quarterback carousel. And Pat McAfee's the one – pulling the lever i thought that was pretty funny but yeah they uh yeah they, they know, do some teams dirty i know the seahawks what they did was they didn't do a video like the chargers did but they made like they took movie posters uh, of like each opponent that we're playing this year and like mm-hmm. took a dig at teams that way um i think it's funnier when a team like the chargers does it because they're a team that i expect could actually win the majority of the games on their schedule this year I don't know if Seattle should be spouting off at other teams right now when we might only win five games, but I wouldn't, but you know, you got to keep the fans engaged somehow during the sad times. Yeah. Um, I did, I did see today and I don't know the extent of it right now, but um, Tariq Cohen for the bears apparently appeared to injure his leg pretty badly during a workout that he was live streaming. Um, and I don't know how bad the injury is yet. Nothing has been official or reported, but that is some news I saw uh, to keep tabs on in Chicago because the bears are going to need all the help they can get this year. And Cohen is a big part of what they want to do. I know that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, Cohen is, he's good. And I think, you know, with this last regime, he was underutilized. I think I'm on record saying that before. For sure. Uh, hopefully he is able to make a recovery because, yeah, like you said, I mean, the Bears are going to need him. Yeah, the Bears are going to need a lot. Um, but, yeah, I don't, I don't really have a ton of football news uh, to bring to the table today. I mean, it's kind of a slow time for, the, for football right now. Um, yeah yeah i mean that's kind of the nature of the beast right now we're dead center i i really want to watch more of the uh the usfl 
Um, For sure. I, I'll be honest. I tuned in the first week and I really haven't watched much since I've kind of seen scores. Um, I've, I've seen- been, I've been trying to watch highlights, but I, I'm just wrap ramping up the end or ramping down the end of the year stuff at school. And I just, it's fallen by the wayside. NBA has kind of picked my peaked my interest and in, uh, NHL is. We like that though. You know, we like behind. There's yeah. other sports besides football. We can get a little football heavy on this show sometimes. I know that. Oh, and then the other thing, of course, I had to congratulate you and your Tampa Bay Lightning on moving past uh, the yes, Maple sir. In round one, even though the Maple Leafs went up three to two. Um, yeah. They're they're allergic to winning, dude. They're allergic to round two. The curse is there. Um, they're allergic to holding leads in series. Uh, if I remember yep. correctly, they led uh, Montreal three to one last year before falling apart. So yep, yep, that is true. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, I was not at all shocked to see that. Um, as we speak, actually, the Lightning though are trailing in the second round uh one nothing to the Panthers interstate right yeah. Florida Panthers are um a good team they were last year they are this year and I'm a little scared of them I'm not gonna lie and how about the uh the Rangers who trailed in their series with Pittsburgh through down three one if I'm not mistaken um came all the way back forced game seven and then won game seven four to three in overtime to get by the penguins <laughs> who I thought who I was on record a week ago saying that I thought might win the Stanley cup this year. Um, put the dunce cap on me because wolf. <laughs> yeah. That didn't age so well. The Rangers, oh man, it's yeah. Like I, I look at the teams in the playoffs this year and it, they're just all good. I mean, in like you look over at the Avalanche and they've just been a perennial, you know, they're like, oh, they're almost there. They've almost got it. Yeah. Um, And they keep screwing it up. Maybe this is the year. If they, I will say this, if the Avalanche can get past St. Louis, I think they, I think they've got it. Like the whole thing. You think they win the Stanley cup or get to the Stanley cup? I think they win it. Ooh. The Avs have been the bridesmaid for so long. And I, I think they, I just think they want it so bad. Here's, here's what I think the Avs might have going for them too, is you had so many teams go to seven games in this last series. Calgary beat Dallas in seven games. New York, as I just said, beat Pittsburgh. Uh, Tampa Bay beat Mont- or, uh, Toronto in seven. Edmonton won in seven. Carolina won in seven. Um, to play seven hockey games will tire you out, and that is something that will catch up to you at some point or another. Now, I'm not saying that these teams aren't professionals and that they, you know, this isn't what they're built for, but – 
I think if I remember right, the Avs swept in their first series, right? They sure did. Four games, sure and then they had all this time to rest and wait to see who they're playing. And, of course, as you said, it's the Blues um, who let me see. They beat the Wild in six. In six. Okay, so almost seven. Yeah, the Avs have had some time to uh, to take a breather. And that could prove to be very beneficial down the line here because um, for these other teams to, to run the gauntlet and let's say they keep running the gauntlet, you know, um, and the abs keep winning in four or five. And I, I don't know how this series with the blues is going to go, but I just think that time off in the playoffs and I can extend this to basketball too right now is important and days off are important. And uh, any sort of little advantage, especially the later you get in the tournament, you can get on your opponent is beneficial. And so right now, I would have to agree with you that the abs are a favorite in my book, but maybe I shouldn't say that out loud because no. I said last week I like the, the and and the thing is too, the abs have fallen apart in the second round for the past few years. And I mean, this year they went against the Predators in the first round, which the Predators were good. They were a wild card though, and they were—they um, don't have a lot of depth. Last year in the first round, they stomped on the Blues, the Blues that they're going to play in this next series. Um, and I mean the Blues. I—I don't—I don't watch St. Louis hockey. Really? So I'm not sure. But the Blues won the Stanley what, Cup. What they, what they got going so much, but. This Blues team won the Stanley Cup a few years ago before your boys started winning them all, though. Yeah, so a few years ago, like 20, right? Yeah, 20. You've won 20 in a row. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. It feels like it was just so good. <laughs> uh, the Blues won the last pre-COVID Stanley Cup. And then you guys started winning. Or no, they didn't. You won the last pre-COVID. No, we won pre-COVID. That's right. You won, won pre-COVID. Wait. The Blues won 2018, and then you won 2019 and 2020. Yeah. Or the 2020 season. So last year. Um. Hold up. Let me let me pull this up because I I'm. Years, I, I struggle so much with, like, remembering things on years. I always have to, like, count back, like, how many, like, what year I started teaching. Like, it was, like, 2018. It was. But I've got to, yeah, I am uh, very so bad with years. You guys like beat the, the Dallas Stars in the 2020 um, playoffs. Yeah, okay. And then last year, you beat. We beat the Canadians. Yeah, so it was the year before. In 2019, yep. that St. Louis beat Boston. Correct, but I mean, I I don't think that that, and I mean, even even the Lightning, you know, looking back at the last two years, I don't think you can hold that to like the oh they won three years ago, yeah, because so much changes in professional sports on a year to year basis. I mean, look at how, and I mean, that's just why you look at these teams and why so inconsistent on teams being able to run it back yeah and and i exactly and i the only reason i mentioned that is because a team with a at least 
recent history of winning it. Um, we'll still have some players on that team that are know what it takes to make that run. I mean, that was another point I was going to bring up when we were talking about the NBA a couple years ago, the heat were in the finals against the Lakers down there in the bubble. And there are still players on that heat team that, um, went through that run and know what it takes. Of course, that was a little different with, you know, no crowds and, and all of that, but, um, yeah, of course it can't be used as a, as a litmus test. For yeah. Test. And I know we always say that like, I know what it takes, but then look at the NFL the last couple of years, the chiefs want it. They know what it takes. They've got a lot of those players still haven't, you know, they didn't even make the super bowl this past year. True. Very true. It's all, it's all up in the air. <laughs> Yeah, that's 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 just it. It's and I know we talk about this. We probably shouldn't say this is a sports show, but we just don't know. It's all a crapshoot. No one knows. The experts on ESPN don't know. Experts <laughs> is a loose term for what ESPN puts out. Yeah, uh, professionals. They get paid to say what they say, unlike us. Um, no, but- we we do not. We we pay for the privilege of talking to you are faithful listeners we and do. we love every minute of it we do. we do we do but yes we we are in the red with this show <laughs> um for sure yeah yeah so raid shadow legends if you're listening to this we would love to be sponsored by you oh we would we would uh, sherry's berries um same deal love to be sponsored by you dance.com hit us up yep yep Anyone um, that wants to sponsor us, hit us up. It, we will take, you know, basically any sponsorship within reason. Like, we're not probably going to take a sponsorship from – who wouldn't we take a sponsorship from? Um, mm, let's see. My pillow hasn't been great. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, my, my mom gave me my pillows for Christmas. I don't think the, the people at my pillow are going to be reaching out to us anytime soon. Uh, no, probably not. Um, but I agree. Probably wouldn't take that sponsorship. Probably. If you were an avid, my pillow fan, we apologize. We hope we haven't lost you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, we're not doing a good case uh, or job making a case for maybe maybe we cut that last part about my pillow, <laughs> redact what I just said too. Redacted, okay. Um, can can you do that? Just add like a beep whenever we say that company. I'm sure I could find a um, a royalty free beep sound I could use. Yeah, and 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 remove uh, when I talk about my mom giving me a. He <laughs> just stop saying stuff. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, th- this is the fun of this yeah. show, though. This is why people tune into us. Our rambling. We started talking very seriously about the Dallas Dallas Mavericks, and now here we are rambling about who and who we wouldn't take as sponsors. Um, the point being, we will take almost any sponsorship. Just let us. If you're know. out there, and you have a pulse, and you want to throw your money at us, we're here to take it. And that being said, if you want us to provide tickets. For us to go to any game, professional, minor league, high school, let us know. We'd love to attend. I'll I'll just throw that out. (laughs) We are looking at you, the at Savannah Bananas. (laughs) Savannah Bananas. Oh, my gosh. I I only recently really – I watched like a little mini documentary on them. They're 
I, I really want to go to one of their games. It looks it like is, a blast. It is a circus with baseball on the side. Um, I would love to see the Savannah Bananas in person. And if anyone doesn't quite know what we're talking about, the Savannah Bananas are a uh, – they're minor league team, right? Yes. Yeah, minor I don't league. remember who they're affiliated with, but uh, their games are a spectacle. You've got things uh, – first off, their, their uniforms. Whoa. I mean, we'll let the drip aficionado talk about that, but <laughs> their uniforms alone are should be a draw. But then they've got just wild things going on. Like I saw a clip not that long ago of one of their players walking up to the plate with his bat on fire. I mean, you don't get that anywhere else. Yeah, and the thing is, like, they play good. Ba- they play good baseball. I know who they are, and I knew who they were before really hearing about any of their shenanigans because they're a relevant team like for sure yeah and and that's the thing i think uh you know the mlb could learn a thing from the span of bananas they bring people in they make it fun to watch yeah because right now uh, baseball is one of those things where it's like uh, most people aren't tuning in uh it's it's hard to tear people's attention i mean baseball is supposed to be america's pastime i don't think that's true anymore i mean it's it's just been it over- has been true for a while <laughs> yeah it's been overshadowed because i mean look at bait or basketball it's so fast paced it's so like there's big splashy plays um yeah. and same thing for football same thing in hockey oh, well football rules all um, we know that hockey and basketball have a level of excitement that baseball just doesn't. And I love baseball. Don't get me wrong. It's still my favorite sport to watch. I, I know I'm kind of in the minority when I say that anymore, but um, I'll be the first to admit that baseball is hurting in a big way for excitement in a lot of things they do. And we've, we've talked about this pretty at length before on the show, so we don't need to get into it. Yep. Deeply, but um Take a page out of Banana Land and what they do down there in Savannah, Georgia. Because um, if you have not seen any clips from the Savannah Bananas, I'm just going to say do it. Do yourself yeah, do a yourself a favor and do it. Um, and yeah, and if the Savannah Bananas or any of their representatives are listening, um, Justin and I would love to be able to attend one of your games. Get us down there, and we will do a show live from Banana Land. <laughs> uh yeah we will <laughs> i mean we may have to do a show if we can swing it we will stream a show on instagram to our 14 instagram followers yikes uh i was gonna say we might have to do a show live or at least pre-recorded in the city of seattle here come september i mean yes absolutely i we need to talk about that i don't know that on on the podcast itself is the time to talk about it. Yeah, we won't. We won't yes, we won't make any plans on the podcast. But um, the expansion buddies are going to be live and on the scene when the Seahawks take on the Denver Broncos in Week One of the upcoming NFL season. The Seahawks taking on the Broncos is a little okay. The Broncos brand for, for what's going to go on curbs when the Broncos it. stampede through a flock of defenseless birds we will be there that's the point we're gonna be on the scene 
Uh, so speak, speaking of that, did you notice the Chargers uh, Seattle portion of their video? I don't remember it. I did. So they, it's like a Chargers player kneeling in front of Graves, and it's like Legion of Boom, you know. Yeah something to 2018 yeah, that's right uh, um the 2001 mariners is like they didn't just do like the Seahawks dirty they did the city of seattle dirty i'm just saying this um i i'm gonna go on record saying right now i think the chargers are gonna whoop us up this year when we play them in week seven i believe it is uh but to the chargers and their fans as we sit currently right now on may 17th 2022 my team has won a Super Bowl. Your team has not. True. Do the city um, all you want, but we've still got that ring that they don't. Chargers are so poised to make a deep run into the playoffs, and I, I just know they're going to disappoint everyone again. Uh, I know they're going to disappoint me when they beat the Seahawks by 30. Um, yeah, but it's uh, at least it's Justin Herbert, dude. True. I love Herbie Sherby. He's a man. I didn't believe. I'm a believer. I believe in Herbertology. Herbertology. Uh, the study of Herbert. Yeah, it's uh, he's something else. And I think, I mean, we'll get to this as we get closer to the season and start ramping up our um, 2022 NFL season talk. But I think the Chargers are going to be my dark horse to win the Super Bowl this year. I'm just going to say that now. Put the idea out there. Um, I'll talk about that more in depth at a later date but um yeah the chargers are looking good they're looking good yeah. that's that's not a division that i'm happy seattle has to play this year um but i am i am excited that that you and i and a couple other buddies are going to get a b at the first game yep it'll be fun it'll be a good um time. we'll take tons of pictures for the the social media um of course i'm sure that that there'll be lots of pictures of, of me sad uh, but at least I'll be sad in Seattle or around the uh, around the team instead of at home on my TV. <laughs> yes. Also, I I think I need to get a Seahawks jersey for the game. I wow. I think if I'm going to a game, I've got the the home state pride for them. They're they're up there in my top, you know, three teams. If you like, really in- want to, I do have a jersey that you can borrow that I think. Um, I think it'll fit you. You have to try it on, but I have a camp chancellor Jersey. Um, it's a road white. You could borrow that if you wanted to, but I don't think you need to. Um, I, th- I think you can get away with wearing a Bucks Jersey in Seattle. I don't think uh, at, at a non Bucks game, that feels weird. I'm going to tell you. I, so th- this, this brings up a good topic. Uh, and you've kind of already said your stance on it. Is it weird to wear your team stuff at a game that they're not playing in? I don't think it's super weird just because I've seen it a lot. When I went to my first Seahawks game in 2012 with my family, um, my dad wore his Steelers jersey. The Steelers were not playing Seattle that day. It was a Rams-Seahawks game. And my dad wore his Steelers jersey. My uncle wore his Dolphins jersey. Um, It's not unheard of. Like, you're not going to be looked at like, what is this guy doing? Uh, I don't know. I'll I'll think about it. But I don't know. That, That feels weird. Maybe we'll have to do a, a poll on Twitter and let the people decide Yeah, what you should wear. In fact, um, I was talking about this with our other buddy who may be going on the trip with us. 
uh, friend of the show we've had on several times before, Kyle Mitchell, he goes, I think if I wear my Patriot stuff in Seattle, I might get killed. That one is a yeah. I would I, highly recommend him not doing I that. Said, I said, listen, I said, you're going to get booze for sure. But I said, I think if you don't wear a Malcolm Butler jersey, you'll be fine. Now, I can't help you if you decide to put on a Malcolm Butler jersey. I was going <laughs> to say, he should wear a Malcolm Butler if he's going to do it. Double down. <laughs> I mean, I guess there's that side too. If you're going to commit to the bit, you might as well go for the jugular or the beast. And that would be a way. I mean, yeah. Anyways. And then, of course, Daniel is going to be decked out in his Broncos stuff. But, I mean. Oh, obviously. Of course. But, no, I was thinking, like, I might try to, like, go old school. Get, like, a Steve Largent jersey. Hey, man. Like, get get some street cred. You you would get. Now, no, I'll tell you, like, Largent, love him. I mean, all-timer for the Seahawks. Dude, 100%. If you want to get some real street cred in Seattle, you got to get a, a throwback, but to a guy who's not well known on a national level like Largent was. You got to get, um, you got to get like Ricky Waters or like Kurt Warner. And I'm not talking the quarterback. I'm talking Seattle's running back, Kurt Warner with a C. Um, that'll get you some street cred over there. But that's true. That's true. Largent would be you never go wrong with number eight. Dude, I just I know for uh we're hoping to go to a baseball game as well. I, I gotta get it. I gotta wear some itchy rose stuff, man. For sure. Uh absolutely. Yeah, we're gonna try to hit baseball while we're there. Um, it looks like they've got a home two-game series with the Padres around that same time. Another team that I know you uh, get excited about when we talk about on the show. So that would be fun. Yes, sir. I really want to see that game. I want to watch the Padres play some baseball. That would be a good time. And yeah, um, I mean, wearing Ichiro stuff in Seattle, forget about it. I mean, you're just, uh, you're, you're right there with everybody else. I mean. Yeah. Dude, again, Ichiro, favorite player. Yeah. So. Yeah. We'll definitely have to get some, uh, well, I have my, all my seattle swag that i'll be bringing but yeah you'll have to get yourself some for sure but yeah i don't think you, you 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 would be looked down upon for wearing buck stuff yeah still i think it's it's weird but yeah i did and i just like it's not that i don't like these teams and i i've been a seahawks fan for a long a long time not they're not my you're my main squeeze <laughs> um but i just i don't buy a lot of jerseys i've I bought a Jameis Winston jersey, and then for the Super Bowl, I bought a uh, an Evans jersey. Mm-hmm. But besides that, like I have, I have one Blackhawks jersey. I guess that's that's it. I mean, you should just go completely off the wall and wear like a Dikembe Mutombo basketball jersey. Just really throw people for a loop. That would be strange. Ooh, get like a Sonics jersey though. There you go. I mean, we'll have our chance while we're over there. Um, yeah, it's true. Maybe, yeah, I mean, we'll we'll have our chance. Um, I know I made you the promise, and I'm gonna stick to the promise that you'll have your Yanni Gore jersey for me by the end of June. Um, but we'll find plenty of cracking stuff over there too. True, true. Um, yeah, it's uh, I'm excited. I'm really excited for this trip. Um. Well, we, Which again, we 
we yeah. got to knock out the finite details of, but the tickets are in hand, so everything else will fall into place. Mm-hmm. Um, we will try our best over the summer to not uh, over talk about our upcoming trip, but we are both pretty excited about it. Um, I mean, you've never been to an NFL game before. Nope. Um, and I haven't been to one for three years now. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be a good time. It's going to be a good time. And even it if it's going to be fun, even if slash when the Seahawks lose by 30 to the Broncos and Daniel is insufferable. Uh, insufferable. Love you, Daniel. Yeah. Love you, Daniel. No, that's why if, if I really didn't want Daniel there, I wouldn't be bringing him. Of course he has got to be there. Um, Although on the upside, if, if the Broncos lose, you get to be insufferable. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. I'm telling you right now to the football gods above, whoever's listening. If the Seahawks can only win one game in 2022, please let it be the first one. Please let it be against Russ. And please, above all else, do it while Daniel and I are in the building. <laughs> I, I don't care if we go one in 16. If that one win, <laughs> I'm going to be a happy man. That is my plea to you, oh great football gods. Now we'll see if they listen. <laughs> yeah, 50-50. 50-50. Um, but okay, I think it's I think it's about time for shout outs and call outs. All what right. Got this week. Uh shout out goes to the Chargers media team. Um, especially whoever thought of the joke with the Falcons of the Falcon flying into the Waffle House sign, and then it cuts out the W and it says Awful House. Yikes, yeah, I forgot about Genius. that. Genius. Favorite thing. Oof. Um, and then call-outs got to go, I mean, to the Suns for just dropping such a big L. Yeah, the biggest L. Uh, they they had the bag, and then they fumbled it. They sure in a, in a, did. Yeah. I don't think the Suns had been to the Western uh, – or had a game seven in the Western conference finals, or maybe it was just in the playoffs in general since 2006. And that's not exactly how you want to, uh, to, to go out in front of your home stance. So yeah, that's a good call out. My call out was going to be the Suns too, actually um, for that one. And then my shout out along that similar vein, um, I shouted out the Mavs last week, so I got to narrow it down a little bit more. Shout out to Luca. I mean, the guy is – he's the guy. He's a stud. He's a superstar. He's not going anywhere. Get used to it, Western Conference. The Mavs are – you're going to be looking up at the Mavs for a while because of number 77. So, shout out to Luca. Fair enough. I think that's 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 good. Yes, sir. Um, and if you've got nothing else, I think it's time to put a nice and tidy bow on this one. Yes, sir. All right. I think that's it. I think that's it. I think that's all she wrote. Thank you all for tuning in and listening to us uh, ramble on again for wherever you tune in from, whether it's uh, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iTunes, the can on a string. We appreciate you listening to us every week, every Thursday. We'll continue to pump these bad boys out for you on Thursdays because we love doing it. Like Justin said earlier, even if we aren't sponsored, even if we aren't making money on the deal, we love doing it. And we will be back for you next Thursday. Until then, I've been Jared. That's been Justin. And never forget. Party like it's 1976.